Good morning. Welcome to Financial Questions, Real Answers. This is your host, Darwin Lindsay, Certified Financial Planner with Lindsay Wealth Management. Today is Friday, January 26, 2024. As always, if you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we would love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. We'll be more than happy to get your question or topic on the show. Um, Going into this and looking at uh, everything that's happened here with the market, uh, some things have become a lot clearer here. As we, we said, we were trying to look to, to get things cleared up. So we definitely want to go over those with you. And we're going to start with the S&P 500. Uh, looking at this, it's pretty clear that we're near the end of a, a fifth wave of a pattern off of the October low from twenty. October 14, 2022 low. Uh, the reason for that is we have price, we have timing, we have pattern, we have momentum, we have trend lines that are being touched. Uh, so all the stars are basically aligning to tell you that the more than likely what is not just going to be a weekly, but more than likely a monthly high is close to being complete if it's not already completed. Uh, again, going to, back to the numbers uh, of where it was, was probably somewhere between 48.62 and 49.18 on a closing basis, somewhere right in there. Uh, it, the alternative price target is 49.63. So that is where, um, that, that's the most uh, probable place that, that the market should be. We, we've been above 4,900. The question is, how, do we have the top or not? Don't know. Um, and it's basically speculation if you're trying to figure out uh, and saying that you do or you, or you don't know. Uh, it's much harder to to say that. And really what you have to do, or if you want, what, what we try to do on the, to be on the safe side when we're looking at a chart and see something like that is we're, we're really just looking for the overlaps and try to figure out where is, at least according to what we have on our charts, and again, sometimes you're going to be a little bit wrong, but we pretty much know the overlaps is for a daily high to be confirmed, we need to close below 48.39. And for a weekly confirmation, you need to close all the way down at 47.83 uh, to get there. And and the reason for that is that's to be on the safe side, because if you if your pattern is off or you don't have it labeled exactly right, it could, could go a little bit higher. But I would say the... Um, most probable situation is the upside is going to be very limited here and again the the most popular drawback would be down to around the fourth wave which is around 4100 um, the down wave on wave two and wave four of this wave was both 13 weeks if you take 13 weeks pretty much from today you're looking at someplace at late april april 25th april 28th someplace in there would be the most probable place for a low to be and the most probable on timing. Now, notice what I didn't say, that that's exactly what's going to happen. That's the most probable. And I think that's the only thing that you can ever do is just say, you know, that, that's, that's the most likely situation. It doesn't mean that it's going to play out that way at all. You could end up with egg all over your face. But that's what the odds would say, and that's all you can really do is put yourself in a favorable position. So with that being said, you know, that's going to be about a 20% pullback on the S&P 500, if that is correct, and that 
um, that lines up. There's other charts out here too that are sort of lining up uh, with this and we're definitely going to go over the others here uh, just so you do understand because some of them are in a little bit different pattern. The NASDAQ is getting very close to a top in and of itself. Uh, it should be no more than 17, let's call it 17,700 because there's two overlapping numbers right there at 698 and 699. 17,700 would be the, that's clearly would be a five-wave pattern upside on that. Plus we, uh, the timing for it's there as well on the NASDAQ. So that you have that there. If you go over and you look at the Dow Jones Industrial Average, very similar situation. And that is, uh, the daily is is near a high if a high is not already in uh momentum's downward momentum's downward on the s p 500 momentum's downward on on the nasdaq the only one that's in a completely different position is the the daily is overbought on the russell 2000 and the weekly only has about another week or two to go uh to bottom out there but that one has been straight sideways for so long and again it's still down 20 percent from its highs uh, completely different than all these others that's just very unusual to have happen so you just want to continue to pay attention to that uh, going forward the other part on the economy here i guess one of the bigger ones probably should talk about was uh, fourth quarter gdp numbers came out which were for um 2023 and that was the first reading there's there's three readings it gets revised every reading so this was the first reading it was it was supposed to be uh two percent it came in at 3.3 so gdp was a little bit hotter um that came out yesterday uh regarding that so you know that people see that as a positive for the economy i would say overall it is the only issue always again with the gdp is it's a backwards looking number that's the biggest thing that people do need to realize uh, when it does come to that. Also, the volatility index uh, looks like it's been hitting a bottom here, hitting a bottom, hitting a bottom here at around 12. So it, it's also in line to more than likely start picking up. Uh, we thought it would earlier, but that's the thing. You just don't know with some of these things. It continues to just sort of bounce off that. And it probably is going to creep up and, and, and go higher here. Um, especially with the way that the alignment is, I would think it would increase by quite a bit. Uh, is, is You're probably going to get that volatility in index above 20, if not higher, especially if it does uh, what the probability says here of, of doing that. The other part with the five-wave pattern is you never, you never know if that's a higher time frame five-wave pattern. It could go much lower than that. Again, I always think that that's a little bit of hearsay. You don't really understand. No one knows if that's going to happen. It takes a it takes a while for those sort of things to play out and, and try to figure out what is happening there. Uh, but that is why you just got to be a little cautious always on the downside uh, because you never know when something is actually going to break and, and and go to the other way. But the that volatility index chart, if you if you do pay attention to that you will see that it has come down quite a bit, but then it just keeps, we almost bottomed there almost five times at, at around 12. So I would expect there to be a, a pretty solid increase that is going to uh, to take place 
but we will see what happens there. Only time will tell. Uh, looking at some of the uh, switching over to bonds at this point in time, as we do look at the two-year uh, two-year treasuries, daily is oversold. Should be coming out of that at any point. Uh, the weekly is in a downward trend, probably going to be down, sideways down for another two to three weeks. Uh, looking at the 30-year, the daily is it's upward. It, it's a little shaky there on the upward. Uh, the weekly probably, it, it's oversold in the fast line, probably have another week or two down. That might be a full, going back to that, sort of in between here you you may have another full seven to ten days like it says here to bottom out just because i can't tell whether that's going to go up or down uh with regards to that and if you're paying close attention there's nothing to pay more attention to in my opinion than what is going on currently with those treasuries how the yield curve is uninverting on some of these long longer term um, instruments that we do have and in in getting that two year down at 4.3 five years at 4.02 seven years at 4.09 10 years at 4.12 20s at 4.47 and the 30s at 4.36 yeah the short end here you're 5.3 if you're less than six months you're some you're somewhere in there so keep paying close attention to some of these but every single day we keep having another Another company is, says that we're laying off jobs or, or we're, uh, or we're going to do this. I mean, I know you had, um, you had Microsoft saying they're going to lay off 1,900 workers. That's nearly 9% of their gaming division after uh, Activision Blizzard uh, a- acquisition that they had. Um, you see some of these other earnings. Netflix, they beat on um, on the top side on the revenue side but they they pretty missed uh on the earnings but everyone just ignored that tesla shares sort of bombed i mean they're down 10 percent uh, that's because they're warning of slowdowns that are, that are going to happen uh, so all these things here just keep adding up for uh the earnings that's a very low bar they're having problems meeting earnings uh this time and are revising downward. I mean, you can't continue to have companies where I believe Tesla was supposed to think that they're going to make $7 earnings per share. And that was the, that's what everyone thought last year, that this year was going to be $7 a share. And now you're down to three sixty. I mean, that's a, that's a heck of a cut uh, that you you are taking place there. So all of these things are sort of adding up that maybe there is a little of that, that negative flavor out there that, that will continue to happen. So you got to be paying close attention to that. Um, let's move on to the dollar here. The dollar is, um, well, you know what? This is going to be a little bit long here. I, we're just going to go ahead and take a break. Um, if you do have a question or topic you'd like to hear on the show, we'd love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or X. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. Financial questions, real answer. We'll be right back after this short break. 
Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Welcome back to Financial Questions, Real Answers. This is your host, Darwin Lindsay, Certified Financial Planner. If you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we would love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or X. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. We're talking about the dollar at this point in time. The dollar was in the downward trend from early October right into the end of the year. Since then, it has rallied. Uh, that appears to be clearly a corrective rally, which is what we were expecting. Uh, the daily should be down on the dollar. The weekly is currently, you probably got another week or two before it peaks there. The euro dollar is telling you the exact opposite, which is basically what you're looking for. It should be, uh, the daily is upward and should be for another two to three days the weekly is downward and probably should be it's getting close to oversold. probably at least another week or two again that's always the good thing about using the dollar and using the euro dollar is you can sort of play them off each other and they should be going in contrasting directions Um, but ultimately we will see if it appears that that euro dollar is is in a um a massive correction here and then it should continue on upward and continue higher so those are just the expectations that we do have when it does come to uh currently the way that it is with the currencies uh switching over to gold gold is it's still on the struggle bus of what it wants to do very hard to figure this out all i can do is give you the the real quick parameters on gold and and see because this is this is definitely not clear on, on what is going to happen uh, with gold at all. The the easiest and the best way, in my humble opinion, is just looking at closes. It's real simple if you look at closes because it gets really funny if you start looking at some of this interday stuff when it spiked up and everything else. If if it gets a close above twenty twenty fifty one. I would say that it's off to the races if it can do that without closing below 1993. If it closes below 1993, then I would say that more than likely that gold is going to pull back to 1850. So we're still in a little bit of la-la land on exactly where we are with, um, with gold and where it is going to uh, proceed I also would say the other one that I would look at at this point in time is it's almost right there too if you if you do it. But um, as long as it stays above two thousand and two as well, that's another just little key key little point here on this that that should remain. And with gold, gold on a daily is mixed, so it, it's not very clear at all whether that's going up or down. The weekly should be down for another week or two, 
But I will say that this has been such a back and forth and sideways that it's probably it, – it, it could bottom at any point in time here and make a reversal just because it's been so sideways for so long. The longer-term line is much closer to being oversold. Uh, the quick line already is, but uh, and when, when you get that, that just tells you that it, it can turn a lot quicker. And that's what I would just tell you is the most likely on the silver or on the gold. I can't tell you whether that's going to go up or not. All I can do is give you the parameters there. It's a complete guess if anyone can tell you exactly what is going to happen there. Uh, the silver, it's been back and forth and mixed. It's, try, it's trying to move higher, but it, it is right around the midpoint. The weekly on silver, it's actually... Um, oversold it, it should be very close to a bottom and, and one could be even put in um i would say latest next week would be the you pay close pay close attention to the, to the daily on silver maybe it goes up for two or three days here and then it reverses for another three or four or maybe this just reverses and, and, and goes down uh but silver is extremely close to bottoming it's out in front of um where things are at this point in time compared to gold uh switching over to oil man there is nothing um it's basically just absolutely gone sideways for yeah it's been six weeks it's gone straight sideways so it's corrective, so it's A, B, and then we're close to a C. It may top out here. Probably the way that this is set up is it actually should top out today. <laughs> today should be the high in oil. Uh, the weekly is overbought. The daily is overbought. I wouldn't be surprised if it was. If that's the case, we will see if the weekly – if you can get two more weeks and this holds up here, but the the odds are that it starts to roll over. When it does start to roll over, it does appear it's going to go down to around $61 would be the best guess based on the pattern position that this is currently in. Because after you have anything that is a, um, is a correction, it's a resumption of the trend uh, to a more extreme from the pattern than it was before, which was downward. And that's why I thought there would be some upward lift here in oil. You're not going to get it. It's going to go down, and that's probably going to be around uh, $61. If you're paying attention to gas, it's about 285 It's actually come up here a little bit. Uh, if you want to get real technical, I guess it did get around around 72 and we're up around 76 But those $4, I mean, it, you just, it's just bouncing back and forth here right between that uh, for the last uh, six weeks. More than likely, it's going to break to the downside. Again, notice the wording. More than likely. That doesn't mean it's going to. Oh, everyone's favorite. Let's bring up Bitcoin. Here we go. It's the most... I I love having the chart just because I, I value Bitcoin as worth nothing. It did peak. It went up there to 50,000. Said we're probably close to a high... It had one more peak, got to 45, so we're close. It did have one more peak, got to 50, and then boom, it just lost all of this mojo here. 
pretty much in the last uh, 12 trading days. It is oversold at this point in time, but what do you expect? I mean, it just lost 20%. If you lose 20% in 12 days, you should be oversold. Um, but the one thing I will say about Bitcoin is the same that I will always say in something that is in this, uh, in this position. When you get into extreme positions, more extreme positions can happen. So don't just think, oh, well, Bitcoin's automatically going to bounce back. I didn't say that. It's just when you're oversold, you're oversold. And until you start catching a bid, something's going to have to happen. The part that people forget all the time is, remember, if you're selling, someone is buying. If you're buying, someone is selling. There's a usually a reason why they're doing that. They may be right. You may be right. You may be wrong. They may be wrong. But there's a reason why that is going on. And you do want to pay attention to that and why things are happening. And it's not just you have the hunch that this is what's going to happen and you feel it in your gut. is not a good enough reason to make a move. There needs to be a reasoning of what's happening here. The weekly is oversold as well, so we should be getting a bounce at any point in time out of Bitcoin. Um, we do need to go to a short break. When we come back, we're going to finish up with some of these commodities and answer one of your questions here in the time that we do have allowed. As always, if you do have a question or topic that you would like to hear on the show, uh, we would love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or X. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. Financial questions, real answers right back after the short break. Save money and time by shopping with TOC Direct Mail. It comes to your mailbox every week and includes great buys on what you need and what you want. Look for TOC Direct in your mailbox this week. Welcome back to Financial Questions, Real Answers. This is your host, Darwin Lindsay, Certified Financial Planner. If you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we would love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. Hitting up a little bit more on these commodities and talking about some of these things that are happening out here. Uh, Let's take a look at the March soybeans. Talked about last week how more than likely it was making a significant bottom there. This does look like an impulsive wave up. More than likely did make a bottom there near, what was that price? Right around $12 was the low, $12.01. Uh, has headed up to 1240 so that's a good little thing we're we're reaching oversold um, coming out of there on a weekly basis wouldn't be surprised if that's a pretty big low that was put in there and we see this thing continue to rally on uh, on upward uh, that would be the expectation that you would have uh, looking at March corn bottomed as well here last Thursday and that got down to 436. The close was 444. It's gone up to 452. Probably has another day or two more on it uh, before it's actually in the oversold category on a daily basis. The weekly is moving out of overbought. So all those are making the making that turn. Um, wheat, this is a continuous contract. A um, couple more days until it's overbought on the daily. The weekly... It's mixed. Um, looks like it's, I don't know. That's, that's really hard to say there. That, that's just mixed. 
you would like to say that you think it could go higher, but it, it may not be able to on that. Um, so that's just something to keep in mind. Uh, look, looking at that, it's just it's just not very clear at this point in time. Uh, and when things aren't clear, you're better off just standing aside and wait until that pattern plays out a little bit more until you can figure that out. So someone, the thing we you know we get these questions asked, and I want to be clear on this because um, people ask, you know, why? Do, how do people know what their weight or what their rate of return is on their investments? It's a very good question. Most of the time, most people don't know and can't know. And people are like, well, what do you mean you can't know? And it's like, okay, well, if the, the – they'll be like – they'll do something simple like this. Well, I invested 100000 It's now worth one hundred and ten. I made 10%. Well, maybe you did. The problem is we don't know what cash flows happened in between there. Were you adding money to the account? Were you taking money out to the account? What were you doing? And so you have a lot of people that sit around McDonald's and will tell you how much money these old guys made or gals made and do all this stuff. And honestly, they don't know how much whether they made or not because they don't know how much they're taking out or doing it because the only way to do that is doing that through uh, global investment performance standards, which requires a time-weighted rate of return because it removes the effects of external cash flow and is generally client-driven from that standpoint. So unless you absolutely know that you're doing that, and also those rate of returns that you get on your statements, they may not be doing that. In fact, most don't do that because I know how much I have to pay to have those done on my statements. And so if you want to get it done, it's very hard. That's why even when someone says, well, what, how does this compare to this? The other part that you're forgetting in all this scenario is the number one thing that should be uh, taken in consideration for an individual is risk. It doesn't matter what the rate of return is. How much are you willing to risk? I've gone back. I've looked at clients that I've lost. And guess what? 100% of the time, they have been inside the risk tolerance that they have chosen. But they're comparing their, weight of re- their rate of return to their brother Joe, who got 16%, and they only got 14%. So they think Joe did better. Okay. Well, they don't even know what Joe has, Joe's doing, Joe's risk tolerance, or anything else. And this is the problem when you start trying to compare that. Unless you know that that's how it's being calculated as a time-weighted rate of return, they're taking out fees, they're taking out everything else, and giving you what the pure number is, then it's very hard to do. And I can tell you right now that even if I have those, I would have to set up such an elaborate spreadsheet to be able to discount the cash flows and figure this all out that no one does it that way. It's just too complicated unless you have a billing system or paying a billing system for someone to do that that is tracking every time money comes in and money comes out. But that's the only way to know. It's like anything. Well, yeah, my account went from 100 to 200,000. Well, yeah, because you deposited $60,000 in there, okay? Th- these are all the things that matter and that's why anyone that's trying to talk about what kind of rate of return that they're getting, it's probably misleading. It's no different than most people should realize over the last two years, you would have been better off putting money in U.S. Treasuries in a money market than being in the S&P 500. But what's everyone want to tell you? Well, my account's up 20% now. Really what they're saying is my account's up 20% since October 31st. 
Maybe, maybe not. They don't even know again. But that's what people are saying because that's just what happens here. It's a recency effect. This happens all the time. People get confused on it. It's very hard to calculate. I would say the most important thing is understanding your risk tolerance, what you're willing to risk, which is very hard for most people to tell you because it's very hard to um, actually state that to an individual in some way that they can understand. Just saying that someone is growth and income, that, that doesn't qualify. It's actually getting it to a number where you can figure out what, where are you really on when you take risk? How does it actually happen? And if you can do that, then at that point in time, you can say based on your risk tolerance, again, it's not an average. It's we can keep you between a positive 12 and a negative 8. That's the kind of thing that you should be looking for. But the number one thing that people always come in my office and ask, well, what rate of return can get you? Again, if you want 100% and you're willing to take the risk, just go down to the casino and put it on red or black. But most people don't want that. What they want is they want very little risk and a very high return, and those two things don't coincide. They don't exist. So you have to be able to take on some risk, and you have to be willing to understand what rate of return you should be getting. And the biggest way to make money is by not losing money. If you don't lose money, you're going to be much better off because, again, if it goes down 20%, it's got to come back 25 to break even. If it goes down 30, it's got to come back 42. If it goes down 40, it's got to come back 67%. And if it goes down 50%, it's got to come back 100% just to get back to where you are. And that's assuming that you are not taking a distribution from your account, which most people that are retired, guess what? They need to take some sort of distribution from their account because they can't live off the $1,600 average that Social Security puts out there for you every single month. As always, if you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we'd love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or X. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. This is Darwin Lindsay for Financial Questions, Real Answers. We'll see you next week.